It took down 24 attempts, but in 1989 the country of Yugoslavia finally won the Eurovision Song Contest with the song Rock Me by the band Riva. Unknown to people at the time, the country would cease to exist just a couple of years later. However, these two events are most likely completely unrelated. My kind friend Davor Page set me up with Emilia Kokic, the lead singer of Riva, for this interview, where we of course talk about the surprising victory in 1989, but also about her successful solo career and her attempts to reach the Eurovision again. This is Eurovision Legends, and I am your usual jester, Emil Lövström. Emilia Kokic. Whoa! <laughs> oh, you really surprised me. I should learn a few words in your language, but sorry. <laughs> I, did. I didn't. So, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I'm greeting you, Emil, and I'm so very happy to have this interview with you. Great, thank you. I'm so glad to talk to you. Shall we begin with some quickies to warm up? Yeah, yeah. I hope I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) We begin then. Yes. Best song from Yugoslavia in the Eurovision history. Julie. Daniel is 83. Yes. (laughs) Worst song from Yugoslavia in the Eurovision history. Um, I really don't know that. Can I have another? question (laughs) (laughs) how many points from zero to 12 would you give the turkish song bana bana 15 (laughs) (laughs) were your stage clothes from 89 expensive i don't know i didn't pay for that (laughs) how long has it been since you last watched eurovision 1989 last month did great yeah last question favorite country in eurovision besides your own sweden well you survived the first part yes <laughs> lucky me <laughs> uh, in 1989 you took part in the national final in yugoslavia with the song rock me do you know if this was the only song that was presented for you to send to the pre-selection yes that was the only song with only one point, you won the pre-selection. Do you remember who you thought was your biggest competitor? Yes, that was Massimo. Who came second? Yes, I think he came second, yes. Yeah, only one point less we have than you. More... Yes.
I actually watched this national final some years ago, of course, without understanding a word of what they said. And what I remembered was that the runner-up, Massimo Savic, thought he was the winner first because yes. he was celebrating like a winner and the TV cameras only filmed him. What yes. happened in the green room? I think uh, they told him it just it was a mistake, you know. Uh, somebody had problems with ma mathematics, <laughs> so they <laughs> just <laughs> they just uh, didn't know the the, the correct uh, submit. How you say that? How was his reaction when he uh, he saw that you were the winner? Can you imagine that was really embarrassing? So, but we we were trying to help him. That didn't look so bad. Can you imagine that somebody told you that you won, and after a minute, and said, "Oh, oh, oops, I'm sorry. No, no, you, you, you did not." Yeah. Well, it it really was uh, something that was not so pleasant, and I hope nobody will experience that. It's really embarrassing. Uh, your song was composed by Stevo Srikevic and Rajko Dojmic. Yes. Dojmic, the latter who sadly passed away after a car accident only one yes. month ago when we record this interview. Yes. Uh, Emilia, are you okay with telling us how much Raiko Dojmic meant for you in your life? Yes, I would love. I would love to tell you about Raiko. He, he was really a special, a special person. Can you imagine a soul really like a child, but so much energy, so much power, so much intelligence. He had uh, such an energy that was uh, hard to follow. He used to call me in the middle of the night, you know, I'm sleeping. It was, for example, four o'clock. The phone is ringing. And I said, hello. And he said, hey, it's Raiko. What are you doing? I said, <laughs> Raiko, come on, I'm sleeping. It's four o'clock in the morning. Are you crazy? Stop calling me in the middle of the night. Talk, talk to me. I, I want to talk with you. Right now I'm sleeping. I can't talk with you. That kind of energy, uh, he had a, a, a huge talent, a huge talent. He, he wrote so, so many songs. He, he was really, really talented. He was a good friend. And now when I'm talking about him, I really cannot accept the fact that I'm talking in past tense, that he is not alive anymore. I, I just can It goes so hard in my head. Okay, I know what happened, but... The heart um, cannot uh, accept uh, the fact that he's gone. I'm really sad. And Raiko Dujmic was also the composer of the songs Yazamsa Ples and Mangup that Yugoslavia competed yeah. with in 87 and 88. Yes. yes.
There was a certain sound to the Yugoslav entries for a period there. In Sweden, we would probably call this style of music dansband. What do you call it? I don't know. I really, I, I, I cannot name it. Really, I don't. <laughs> so it doesn't have any special sound. The genre. No. No. As a professional hairdresser myself, I tend to take a certain interest in the haircuts in Eurovision. And a little bird whispered in my ear that you cried for days about the new haircut they gave you for the Eurovision appearance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really had that hair problem. <laughs> to say that. Uh, all my life I had long hair. It was such a shock. I cried, I cried. And you, you know the situation when you're, you are passing by and you, you see your reflection uh, in the window or in the, in the street, you know. When I watched myself in the mirror, I started to cry in the street, you know. And then I saw my reflection in the window or, or somewhere. And I said, oh, no, my God, this is really me. I cannot. I, I really had a problem to accept myself from that long hair. Now, when I think about that, it was really great because I that that look was really very modern and very fashion. Thirty years ago, I really looked very very modern, and uh, that was a good thing. You cannot imagine how many girls cut uh, the hair to look. Uh, they're trying to look exactly like me, and that was a, a hit haircut <laughs> so yeah yeah the contest in 1989 was held in Lucerne in Switzerland since Celine Dion won the year before what are your memories from the host city I grew up in Switzerland did you know that no I didn't yes as a, I, I started a school there tu parles français no no in Zurich we, we talked uh, German So the Switzerland was kind of my homeland, like uh, Croatia. No? So after the Eurovision, we had a press conference there, and I told uh, on, on the press conference that that, that uh, I feel Switzerland as my second home country. Uh, after that, uh, the newspapers were writing that that was a victory almost for Switzerland because uh, they accepted me as a uh, part of a Swiss girl, you know. Yeah. So um, I was very happy that the uh, competition was in Switzerland. There was a buzz about several countries to become the eventual winner. But your song was not mentioned very much in that context. How come most people didn't see you coming? And was it easier to compete as something of an underdog? Uh, maybe maybe that was a song that they were not recognized on, on the first listening. I don't know. Do you remember who you thought was your biggest competitor? Yes, Anna Oxa from Italy. Was that your favorite song too? Yes. <laughs> Get out! 
happened after the victory in Eurovision? That, that was really a big shock. Can you imagine? I started my career uh, one year ago, something like that. And yeah. that was really a big shock. That was really a, a dream come true, you know, a, an American dream when you dream when you are um, 15 or 16 and you wanted to to hear your your voice anywhere recorded. And very quickly after that, you won uh, such a big fe- festival, you know, Eurovision Song Contest. I cannot even explain that I could not dare to to uh, dream about that and can you imagine when, when that happened I really thought that I, I I was dreaming or something like that it was really a huge shock for me uh, because we were young we, we, we didn't have such experience just uh, a band with uh, a lot of energy uh, with uh, a lot of basic talents we had and it was really a huge shock for us were you superstars in the Balkan region after this victory? Yes, yes, really superstars, yes. Because that was the first time that uh, somebody won from this region. You weren't invited to the show the year after when Yugoslavia hosted the competition. Why? <laughs> yes, that's the second shock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know the answer till till today. And they, they I've, never they never asked you. They just had an official uh, um, explaining, and the explaining was that that we did not fit into the show. Can you imagine how ironic that was? Yeah. <laughs> and we we just uh, stopped asking, and uh, we, we knew something really bad was uh, cooking behind our back, you know. So we thought it was better to just go away and don't even ask about that. They never asked you if you could deliver the flower to the winner or anything? No, they they thought our uh, position was in green room. Hmm. And we said, no, our position is on the stage. And they said, okay, then. And we said, okay, then. <laughs> in, a, in a previous episode, I talked to Charlotte Perelli, who won for Sweden in Jerusalem in 1999. Mm-hmm. And she told me exactly the same thing, that they never, never asked her. And she, she asked them if she could sing a song or something in the interval act or something. Very strange, and I can tell you that I had, uh, th- this is really a trauma for me. I was really experiencing uh, something that I can even not imagine. That was unacceptable for me. I, I-, I really cannot explain uh, to myself what kind of a person, who is in charge, who can decide something like that. That's, that's, un- that's not fair, I- I, you know. But yeah. uh, <laughs> We could not uh, go on the stage, uh, you know, by force, but it was really um, not, 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 not correct. In 1990, your band Riva took part in the Split Festival with the song Kiss Me. Yes. And in my opinion, I think this is even better than Rock Me. Really? I love that song. Oh my God. I... Kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. Is that that is the song, right? <laughs> 
We had uh, a management in Switzerland. They wanted to start our international career, but uh, because that, that, that is so hard to explain right now, but I'll try. The, the Croatia was not recognized at, as, a dependent, as, as an independent country. They, exactly. Uh, Europe, yeah. And we should go as Riva from Yugoslavia. And in, in, in my country, in my uh, town, in Zadar, they were bombing and bombing and bombing. And uh, I, I cannot uh, take the name of the country where somebody is bombing uh, my, my town, my country, you know. And that was not acceptable for us. So uh, we told our management, we cannot go as Riva from Yugoslavia. And he, he said, okay, I understand your feelings, but for somebody from Sweden, it's all the same. Is that Riva Croatia or Riva Yugoslavia? But that was not for us, you know. We could not accept that. So uh, uh, it, it is really a long story, and uh, uh, I'm not a, a person, I really don't like the politics and everything that is going on from the war and after the war. Uh, so I'm not trying to, I would not like to, to talk about that. But did you stay in the Croatia region? Yes, but not all the time, not all the time. We were in Switzerland and we were in Italy at that time when the war was growing, you know, and we had a lot of concerts for helping uh, the children, the, the people who lost The, the the homes you know for, for for the hospitals we were trying to collect money for the people that they needed help it, it's really a sad story you know from this position uh, today uh, it's hard to even imagine that we, that that we really experienced that it came very many people from especially from the from bosnia herzegovina to sweden and i can still remember how afraid I was for the Yugoslavian war, even if, if I lived in Sweden. So I can yeah. totally understand that this is a very tough time you have been through. Yes, really. Are you in contact with your old bandmates today? Of course. It's not impossible for me to go to Zadar. I live in Zagreb now. And it's impossible that I go to Zadar and I, that I don't visit the guitar player. I'm very close with, with him all these years. Uh, and with the drum drummer. Yeah. Yes, we were f still friends, yes. Have you done any reunions? 
Yes, two years ago, can you imagine when our football player came the second at the world um, competition in Russia? Four of them are Luka Modric is also from Zadar, you know. And um, Zadar is a crazy city, you know, crazy in, 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 a, in a good meaning. Uh, they love their people and they love uh, when their people are having success internationally, you know. And when we won this, the Eurovision Song Contest, they organized, um, the whole city was uh, came on the main square waiting for us, you know. Yeah. And that's the same thing we did after the, the football players from Zadar came to Zadar. The, the, the people from Zadar wanted to to celebrate with them, to 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 thank them, you know. Yeah. And then we said from Riva, okay, uh, we wanted to pay that back. Uh, we wanted also to do something for our uh, citizens that uh, as, as Zadar did for us uh, when we won on the Eurovision Song Contest. So we uh, played Rock Me <laughs> and that was really great, yes. In the 90s, you had a very successful solo career with several dance hit songs. And let's give the listeners a little sample of some of your greatest hits from this period. what it was like for you to be a solo artist versus being part of a band like Riva? Of course, it's better to be in a band, to uh, be in in front, to be to, to sing. When I uh, look on, on the left side, I see uh, two members of a band. When I took the when I see on the right side, I see the other two. We were traveling together. Uh, we were really good friends. And solo career means um, everything is uh, in my hands. Uh, the success, uh, uh, I, I'm, I was responsible for everything, good things and bad things. My career was in my own hands. That, that is a good thing, but it could also be a bad thing, you know, when you don't have uh, anybody to, to split, you know, or the sadness or the success or the uh, you know, good things and bad things. I, I I was more a person that that uh, would like to be in a band. I I, I was not alone uh, when I had my solo career because of the dance hits. I always have uh, dancers around me. It was a different type of music, you know. Yeah, and it's a big responsibility to be a solo yeah. artist. Yes, that's what I what I was trying to say. <laughs> in two thousand one. You took part in the Croatian pre-selection, Dora. Yes. 
Tell me, was this the first time you tried to reach Eurovision again since 1989? Well, when I... I mean, you must have been offered some things before, right? Yes. When I look in the bottom of my heart, I would say I did not want it really to go on the Eurovision again. Because um, I didn't have any thoughts about... Uh, having a career like Johnny Logan or something like that, no. But but everything that was under the first place would not be a success, right? You know what I mean? When, when, when you won after that, a second place is not a good position. So I took the part uh, because I loved the song and I loved the vocal of the guy that I was singing with. I kind of uh, helped him with uh, his career. Because, uh, you know, the, fla- the, the lights were very on him because I was, of course, singing as a Eurovision Song Contest winner with him. So I wanted to kind of help him to start his own career. Uh, so that was really the reason why I was on that stage at that year. And the guy we're talking about is Adalbert Turner Yucci. Yes, yes. And the song was called Liepota. Beauty. Yapota means beauty. Yes, exactly. Beauty, beauty, you look like a million dollars. one with the song Struna Yubavi, later with English lyrics and yes. with the title Strings of My Heart. But String you received more points from the televoters. Yes, yes. It looks like we didn't have luck again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> But I, I was fine with that. I was, I was really fine with it. Uh, you weren't disappointed? No, no. Don't break my heart tonight Don't leave me on YouTube that you did the song in a complete English version. So I guess you were well prepared for Eurovision if you would win. Uh, no, we were just playing in the studio <laughs> <laughs> as kids, you know. Uh, what would sound, what would really the song sound on English? Can we do it on English? Oh, will we try? Yes, of course we'll try. That was the story. <laughs> yeah. Two years later, you took part in Dora again. Yes, that was uh, with the song Jeanne of Pepela. You know what that means. Have you translated? No, I haven't. But you can please for me. Uh, When a a woman is burning and uh, it means that she became a woman uh, from ashes, you know, that, that is something like that. And I was promoting my uh, album and we thought that uh, it, it was an interesting song. That's why we uh, wanted to, to take a part of that competition. Yeah, this is something. 
reached the final. Why do you think? Um, maybe maybe that was my energy, guilty, <laughs> because uh, I really ha- did not have the intention for going. Okay. Maybe I don't know. Claudia Benny won with the song "Vice Nisam Tvoja." Was she the rightful winner, in your opinion? I think that year my favorite was Nina. Badric. I think, yes, that was the year. What, what was the name of the song? Žarobno jutro. Yes, that's a great song. That was my favorite. My favorite was Tina and Nixa with the song Svasve Vremena. You will talk Croatian in maybe tomorrow or day after great. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yes, you're pronouncing quite good. Hvala <laughs> puno. I told you. In 2008, you took part again with the ballad Angel. Yes, it's Angel, yes. That was a song when I had the energy that I was standing behind that song and I really thought that could be a good song presenting Croatia. I totally agree, I totally agree. Yes, and I was very sad, I was very sad that uh, I didn't win. got a sixth place with Angio. Yes, yes. But I wonder how it came that all your three solo appearances in Dora or your three appearances in Dora were with yes. ballads or at least slow songs when your hits were primarily dance songs. I don't know. That is an interesting question. And I never thought about that. I, I really <laughs> don't know. Yeah, I didn't look at that on that way. I don't know. Have you been offered more songs to compete with? Ah, yes, yes, yes. Anything I special did. that you can share with us? No, no. I just didn't like all the them. You know, 
it's very hard to to explain that. Uh, sometimes I hear that a song is a great song, but I do, did not feel it like that is a song that uh, I would like to sing. And that happened. Have you turned down any song that that later reached Eurovision? No, no. What are you doing today in your life? Oh, today I'm preparing uh, the program for my school, for my singing school. Uh, I have a lot of students. I have um, a lot of students. They are going to be students in my school. And uh, so much pleasure and so much fun that I have in my school. I, I have never imagined that is that could be possible that I have. I really like to, to work with people, with kids and with adults. And it's something that uh, completely fulfills me. When I listened through your discography, there was one song that coughed me in particular, apart from the ones that we have already talked about. And yes. the song is Druga. Me too. I really like the song, yes. I'm uh, working with that composer, Marko Tomasovic. We work together over 10 years, I don't know, maybe even more, 15, I don't know how, how long. More, I don't know how long. Uh, he wrote the song and he um, called me one day and he told me, I really have a song that I think that would be great for you. When he uh, played that song for me, I, I, I knew it from uh, the, the second. Yes, I, I told him, yes, that is really a, a song for me. I really love the song. second woman. Uh, Druga means second. Every woman wants to be the first and the only woman. And uh, the song um, says, I don't want to be the second one. Yeah. Like, like a lover. Yes, like a lover. Yes. You have had a very successful career in the Balkan region. Have you done any songs in English? Yes, we recorded a few songs in English and Marco and me were all very um, happy because the songs were played around the world. We had uh, a lot of um, success uh, in different countries, from Japan to uh, a small country named Aruba, Brazil to uh, Spain, I don't know, around the world they were played really in Italy. And um, I think uh, the Eurovision Song Contest fans helped us to, re to, to, to be such su successful because they called on the radio station and voted for, for our song. So that's why I think that uh, the songs were very good on, on, the, on the charts. Yeah, and one of them was Something From Heaven. What have I done?
Thank you so much, Emilia. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I really have to. Uh, I really wanted to um, to say sorry about my my English. Things I wanted to to say better. You know, it it, it really sounds better in my head as a thought. <laughs> but, <laughs> but when I try to explain it, then I find an obstacle when I could not find the word, and I said, "Oh my god, <laughs> no!" Yeah. And uh, you know, you have a good name. What did you say? You have a good name. <laughs> you mean because our names are very similar? <laughs> yes. Zalapuno. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Emil. And I wish you everything good in your private life and in your career. The same to you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.